Hey guys, it's Jazz here, Warrior Women in Christ. I am so excited. We have another amazing author to bring to you guys. And she is just a, she's just a powerhouse, okay? And I can't wait for you guys to meet her. So just hang on out with us, okay? D. Smith is an award-winning empowerment and executive leadership author, speaker, and evangelist who helps emerging leaders with personal development, spiritual growth, and personal branding. As the author of over 10 books, she helps others use their skills to position themselves as leaders so that they have a greater impact on their peers, in their homes and communities and within their careers. Appearing in several online magazines and blogs, as well as podcasts, Pamela is using her literary and audible voice to encourage, equip, and empower others to live purposefully. Pamela is a proud wife, proud mother of three sons, and a proud granny. All right, Pamela, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. We have the Pamela D. Smith, okay? <laughs> she has so many titles. An award-winning, okay, entrepreneur. She's a, a author, a speaker, an evangelist. She She's just amazing, okay, guys? So I am not going to keep talking, but I'm going to let her kind of talk more about herself and kind of what she does before we get into the new books and all those things. So go ahead and take it away. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much for allowing me to be on. It's so great to talk to you. I love what you do, love your energy, love your um, love for Christ. But I am Pamela D. Smith. I'm a wife, mother, grandmother of two um, grand boys. Um, yeah, writer, author, <laughs> speaker, um, former self-publishing consultant. So all of it combined to me, just sum it up, servant. Amen. Woman who loves Jesus and just trying to help empower and equip his people. Amen. I love that. I love that. Amen. I, You know, I wanted to share with you guys, because see, a lot of times people um, I have asked me, like, how are you getting to know these authors? Like, how do you find them? And I'm like, sometimes I go searching for people and sometimes we just connect and build, you know, a relationship. And surprisingly, I've met so many amazing people on Instagram, you know, and I tell them like, um, I don't know, it just happens. It just <laughs> right place at the right time, I guess. But when I first started following you, I remember it was because a Delphine Kirkland had wrote her book and she was like, girl. You know, Pamela helped me. She kept talking about this. I'm like, who is Pamela? I'm hoping that it's Pamela. <laughs> and she's like, oh, go follow her page. And I started looking and seeing stuff. And so it was just like, ever since then, I've just been in love. You know, you have already written books and those prayers. You would get on live and do those prayers from your book. Um, and it's just awesome. And so I feel like I, um, I've got a chance to watch even that transition, you know, and growth mm -hmm. and just how God has just been using you. And now your whole family, like you're all authors, 
Like I like this is so dope to me. You know what I'm saying? This is just so awesome. So if you just don't mind kind of giving us like a little feel of even what got you to the point of um doing this co-authoring thing and doing the blackface uh book that you guys created. Okay, awesome. First of all, I love, love, love Sister Delphine. Yes. <laughs> she is certainly a gem. Um but the the blackface book that we recently released in June, how it came about is my husband, he start actually started the blackface brand. Wow. And it's a t-shirt brand. And me kind of being a visionary, kind of looked at it and said, okay, what can he add to enhance his brand? And I thought about the book because me being a writer and author, I firmly believe that books build brands. So I went to him with the idea and he was on board. And then I was like, we need to pull our three sons in as well. Um, and so we talked to them about it and they were excited about it. Like, really? <laughs> Mama, you want us to be in a book with you? And I was like, yes. And so they agreed to it. And so we just started planning everything out and we started writing. And I kind of gave them the sections that I wanted them to write on. Um, things that they had life experiences in. And so we published a book. Um, it was actually my second family book collaboration because years ago, me, my sister, and what, six of my first cousins, we all collaborated on a book called Dear Good Girl. So um, all of my first cousins are all authors, and now my husband and three sons are now all authors. Come on, somebody, listen. Okay, when I give you a gift, come on. See, that is all. Okay, don't get to preaching, Jessica. So you have to get me to start preaching today. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. So God gave you this gift, and you were like, listen, it's not just for me. Like, we all, like, we all here. We all got this gift. We gonna all, you know, give back to the community, give back to the people. And you took what God has given you and didn't just utilize it just for yourself, but you pulled them up. You pulled them in like, listen, we all in this, you know, like, come on, somebody. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, so much. Um, I mean, so many people that they kind of just don't even know where to start. And I feel like, you know, you're reaching and you're bringing people in like your sons and your, you know, your cousins, like all these people, your husband, like, how do you coach them even to how to start to write their sections that you, you know, would like for them to write, like give us kind of like a tip, because I know it's other people that have been wanting to write things for so long, but they feel like we don't know where to start, you know? Right. First of all, I think you have to make sure that the person is writing on a topic that they're either well-versed in or they have lived experience in. That makes it easier to flow. You know, when you're writing, and, and research is very important during the writing process, but when you're writing on something that is solely research-based, you can kind of get lost in that and can kind of become stagnant. So what I did was I looked at, I created an outline and I looked at all of the different things that I wanted us to talk about in the book. And then I gave them the area that I know that they have lived experiences in. And so I also gave them the strategy of, as far as my cousins, 
I interviewed them and had them to record parts later that they wanted to add to the book. And with my husband's and my son's, we kind of sat down. I kind of made notes as they talked about what it was that they wanted to share in the book. And then I created some supplemental questions to kind of add substance to it. And then I went back and kind of edited their part and added their answers to those questions that I asked them. So it's I find that it's easier on people who are not writers, per se, to talk it out. That's good. That's a good one. Cause I know for me, like I have like writing has just been something that I've always wanted. Right. As a, even as a small child, I used to read jet and Ebony magazines and I would look for the editors and I would look for the journalist names and I would follow them. I'm a little kid. (laughs) And I just knew like one day I'm going to write for them. One day I'm going to have my own magazine. And that was me as a child, but I think what transitioned somewhere along that line where I don't know if it was like middle school or high school, I ran into a teacher where I didn't understand certain things. I said, I really don't understand this. Could you help me? And instead of them helping me, they rejected me and was like, if you don't understand by now, you never gonna understand. But they never took the time to teach me. So I felt like at that point, there's no way that I'm ever going to be a writer. I just threw it out the window. And then by the time I got to college, our first English uh, professor was so rough on us, he failed everybody in the class. Not oh. one of us passed. When I tell you not, not one of us passed, that man wound up getting fired, actually. <laughs> but he failed us all. So I felt like, there's no way I'm going to graduate college and I can't English. This is crazy. So I wound up having to take English four times. Because the next time I did it, I think I got like a C minus and you can't graduate with a C minus. So then I had to take it again. But then they're like, well, you still need to up this grade. So I had to take it again. So I wound up graduating um, definitely with honors. I got straight A's. Um, But at the same time, it was such a rough journey for me that even though I still love that art, I just felt like, well, this is just not my thing. And so I started going into the direction of still in the television film industry, but I was no longer a writer. I then became a producer. You know what I'm saying? So, but my heart still was like, I still want to write, you know? So it was kind of like, it's been a journey for me. And I've met so many people with that same, like, hey, I felt like that too, or I dealt with that. Mm -hmm. And it took, I had to go through a lot of healing so that I can Mm -hmm. even write the book that I did write. And when I, talk text I had to go back and I'm like girl I sound crazy I mean so I wouldn't if you're gonna talk text honey make sure you edit it right then and there because sometimes you get to run in your mouth <laughs> and it picked up all the shine on that tongues I was speaking and everything it was, it was too much so I was like Ooh, I can't send this to nobody so needless to say you know, I re-edited a lot of things where it makes sense. I had to reorder some things so it could flow better. But God is good. And so I feel like if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 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 I feel the same way about me. Just shy and reserved. So I'm like, if I can put myself out there, everybody can. Right. And you did so good. And if you don't mind, like, it's, uh, even like, I feel like I know for a while 
you had kind of stopped with that to focus on whatever God has you focusing on as far as, you know, with the editing and helping others with their books. But now, you know, I noticed that you had kind of mentioned about how God has just called you back kind of to that area, you know, to really help people um, and help others, you know, position themselves as leaders and so forth. So how um, are you doing that now in your um, journey? Okay. Well, um, I started off as an author and then became a licensed minister. And God has always used writing as a tool and a way for me to evangelize and minister. And then I, I got into the self-publishing consultant because I started having so many people um, come and ask me, well, can you help me write my book? Can you help me um, publish my book? And more so, I need to say publish, not write, because a lot of people mix the two up. A lot of people like, I want to get a pub book published, but I need help writing. But there are two different things. A writing consultant helps you actually write the book, flush out your ideas. And a self-publishing consultant helps with the publishing and the production of that. So that's what I was doing, the self-publishing part of it. And that kind of took me away from the writing ministry that God had given me. And so when I say I'm going, God is leading me back to that, he's leading me back to the writing ministry with me as the author rather than me as the self-publishing consultant. I love so, that. Yeah. So I'm taking a step back into um, the literary world, um, focusing on reading and writing and helping people develop as leaders and understanding the importance that reading and writing has in leadership development. Okay. That's awesome. That is awesome. You're so awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so can you share, so was your first book, that was the one at the, about, at the altar. Is that your first book? No, While at the Altar was actually my ninth book. Really? Okay, come on. You got to... Bring us on. Give us all the books. Give us so all the books. When I first started um, writing and publishing, I wasn't big on social media. It took me a while to get on social media. Okay. I didn't want any parts of it. And if the truth be told, I still don't. Right. But I know it's the way. <laughs> I know it's the way. Um, sometimes I feel like you just have to share more than you really want to, but I understand the importance of building um, connection with others. But no, um, While at the Altar was my ninth book. My first book was, um, it was a poetry collection called A to Z Poems to Spiritual Growth or something like that. I have it over there somewhere. I don't even remember the exact title because it was horrible. Not so much as the content, but the formatting, um, the layout, the interior design, it, it was horrible. So I kind of conveniently then I almost forgot the title of that. <laughs> but um, while at the altar, I think that was one of the, the most heartfelt books that I've ever written because it's on um, healing and prayer. And I just feel like um, the quality of our life and our experiences revolve so much around being healed or the lack thereof. Is that if there's a lack of quality or life experiences, a lot of it has to do with just not being healed. 
That's it. That's it right there. I was like, come on, somebody. That was good, though. And I read it. I think I got it. I don't even know where I got it from. I got it. <laughs> I probably got it from Amazon or something. Or your website. I can't remember. It's been so long. Website, yeah. Oh, your website. I think I got it from your website. And I was like, you had all the prayers for all. Like, it was just awesome. I just love it. Um, so... So that's growth. So even though you try to forget it, it was horrible, but you did it. You put it out there and God has blessed you so much where you can say that not only have you gotten better, even with the publishing and the layouts, but you done helped other people in their books. And you know what I'm saying? Like you have to start somewhere, you know? And so that's just the growth of it, you know? And that's to encourage somebody right now because somebody you know, might feel like, well, I don't have, you know, the correct layouts or I can't afford it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so listen, her testimony is showing you, listen, she started there, but look at where God has taken her now. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that is just amazing. And so what do you feel was that moment for you where you felt like I got this, I can really do this to start taking on other people's books to publish? It was after my fifth book. Um, I I just felt, honestly, I was just getting bombarded with the increase. <laughs> and I didn't want to feel as if I was selfish because, you know, we, we see a lot of that floating around, especially in the African-American community. Um, there's this stigma that we don't like to help one another. So I didn't want anyone to feel like that. Fear was actually standing in the way. Um, because I do remember my first experience with publishing and how <laughs> the end result of my book was. Right. So I didn't want to, you know, take on that responsibility for somebody else's book. And then it ended up exactly the same way. Although I knew with my books after then, I had made great improvement. Yeah. I just wanted to deliver in excellence. And I feared getting someone's project and not being able to deliver in excellence. But after getting so many inquiries, I was like, well, this is really, the, the self-publishing part is like uh, what I call an addendum to my gift of writing. And so I was like, this is a way to help people. This is a way to transform people's lives because I knew what publishing my book had done for me uh, not only personally, but professionally as well. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to be selfish and hold on to the information. I'll start helping people. And I said I was going to help one person. Then the next person came. I was like, okay, I'll help this person. And then it turned into a part of my business. And I looked up four and a half years later, and I was like, wow, I didn't mean for it to go this far. But it came to a point to where when I did feel God calling me back into that author space, because I'll be honest and transparent to say the business part of the publishing, it started to take me away from the ministry part. The, the first thing that God had called me to just due to scheduling, not that I couldn't really segment it out and, and balance it, but just due to scheduling I was saying no to more ministry things and yes to more business things. And so when God started calling me back to the author space, because I know as an author, that's an opportunity for me to minister more to people through my writing. 
than conducting business transactions. And so at first I wasn't obedient to God, but the more I kept publishing books for other people, it became to be a hassle and a headache. And not saying I won't ever return to that space because I do have some plans, but I couldn't figure out why the one thing that I loved and enjoyed so much just four years ago, why is it becoming such a burden now? And it's not it's not the fact that I wasn't helping people. I wasn't doing it well. I was seeing how happy they was, but it was the fact that I was in disobedience because God had called me back to the space, kind of my foundational space. And I was still trying to operate in this thing that I had took upon because he never told me to start self-publishing. He just graced me with it. You know, when people start asking, he gave me the grace to do it. But my assignment is, writing and ministry <laughs> Ooh, come on somebody you picking up assignments that weren't even yours okay no and he, again he gave me the grace to do it yes i took it on as a whole business <laughs> and it's like this is not what it was supposed to be and this is why you're feeling this burden mm, that's so good somebody needs to hear that right now <laughs> somebody <laughs> needs to hear that right now it came to the point to where I know that um, we all have journeys, we all have destinations, we all have callings. And within those callings, journeys, and destinations, we will have different assignments that sometimes we can get an assignment mixed up with our calling. And that's what I started to do. I'm like, okay, self-publishing consulting is just an assignment, but it's not your calling. Don't get it twisted. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You should do a video talking about the assignment and the calling. That's yeah. it. I'll wait for you there just to come with the video. Come with the video. The calling and the assignment. Come on, somebody. We need yeah. that. Come on. Come on. I love it. But you are so right. You are so right. And so many people can relate to that. Like we just pick on some, pick up something, and God is like, baby, okay, your time is coming up to an end with this. Okay. I need right. I need you back over here. I need you back focused where I told you to go in the first place. So, you know, and that takes a lot, even to admit you was operating in disobedience. You know what I'm saying? So, but God still blessed you. <laughs> he still you and graced you, you know? So, God is so good. I just love that. And I love, so did you design a cover of the, um, the Black Facebook? Back to that. I did not. What I did with that project was, although it's work that I can do, I outsourced the design, the cover design and everything. Um, D.H. Bonner, who is just excellent. <laughs> she, is so, she is so sweet. She oh is. My God. She is so designing, sweet. But um, she actually helped with that. And since it was a family book that gave me time to focus on the content of the book, mm -hmm. um, creating the marketing strategy, the publicity strategy. And she took that part off of my hands, the That's actual production so of the book. Yeah. That is so good. I love it. She is the best. Okay. She, out here, like, she just like both y'all out here doing it. Okay. <laughs> y'all out here doing it. So what would you share with somebody that's watching that maybe, considering like you know writing their book like what kind of like quick tips that you can give them so that they're less stressed 
But, you know, because I feel like a lot of times we have people in different price ranges, right? Some people can't afford to just pay the big package and somebody do it for them. You know, get a ghostwriter, all that. And you have somebody else who may not be able to pay for that, but they may have the finances to pay for editing and publishing. But then you may have others that's like, I don't have any finances, but I, I know God has put this on my heart. Like, what do you recommend, you know, to those people? I would say this because a lot of people will tell you that the cover is what attracts the readers. But I would say if you only had one thing that you could pay for, let it be the editing, the content. Because no matter how good that cover is, when they open that book and that content is not together and it's not well edited, that is going to turn them off from your brand, period. Because now you've kind of put a taint on your brand. That is what people is going to associate you with as a writer. Well, she's not a very skilled writer or he's not a very skilled writer. So I would say editing. Um, I know editing can be very expensive. So if you have to do maybe some self-editing and use tools like Grammarly and some online software and then pay someone to maybe just proofread it. So although it may not be flowing properly, at least there's not a bunch of misspelled words and right. um, punctuation misplaced and things like that. So I would say editing. Another thing I would say to kind of help alleviate the overwhelm is a schedule. You know, everybody teaches differently. Some people will tell you if you're writing a book, write every day. I, I've never done that. I've mm -hmm. always just created a schedule. Okay, I want to have at least 25,000 words in this book. I want to have this book done in the next three months. I divide the three months up by, okay, that's what, 12 weeks. So I only want to write three times a week. I divide those 12 weeks up. Each time I write the three days this week, I need to write 500 words. Right. That alleviates some of the overwhelm and the pressure with having to write every day. Um, of course, unless you're just on some type of strict um, <clears throat> timeline. Right. So those are the two tips. Pay for editing. If you can't pay for anything else, create a schedule to alleviate overwhelm. That's good. That's that's some great stuff right there. It's so true because you can definitely create overwhelm. And I know like myself, it was it was easy. Now, mind you, okay, so I wrote my book in seven days. My first draft. Hot mess, honey. But I wrote it. I finished my first draft in seven days. But within that seven days, I wrote two sub books outside of this. So I was actually wrote three books. So I wrote my the regular first draft, which like I said, blessed that first draft. But then I wrote a children's book and I wrote two children's books. I wrote two children's books at the same time. So God had blessed me to do it, right? And so he told me, okay, Jessica, you need to have this finished, you know, before that baby comes. Because when she comes, you're not going to have that time. I'm like, I'm not really here from the Lord. So <laughs> sure enough, that baby came and honey, he ain't never lied. That baby, she stayed stuck to me. Nigga, I had to lock her out the door right now to do this interview. <laughs> okay, she said glue to me. So I had to start switching my schedule to even work on things, right? Either I get up earlier or stay up later uh, because it can be so hard, especially when you're a parent. You know what I'm saying? You have so many responsibilities. And so 
that is some of the best advice that you can give. Like that schedule is so needed, you know, and even down to your family to, you know, not just for your writing, but like you might have to schedule your kids. Like, look, baby, I need you in the bed by this time because mama not going to be up at midnight because you want to stay up all night. Okay. <laughs> right. You know, so right. I love it. I love it. I love it. But um, God is good. I'm telling you. And I definitely feel like, you know, I'm definitely a talker. So I talk faster than I write, which was funny because when I learned, y'all, don't come for me today. But when I learned how <laughs> to write, like, like to use a, you know, a keyboard, it was a, a, a typewriter. We had typewriting class in school. <laughs> and yeah. so I had to memorize the keys, right? <laughs> so I'm just typing my little stuff away and pushing it. Then my mom got a word processor. Oh, baby. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. I'm just typing my little heart away. And then I got lazy when I got a cell phone. I mean, I used to be able to type so fast. But when I got that cell phone, all you're doing is just using one hand. And I went to type. I said, I can't even. <laughs> I'm looking at the keys. I was like, why are you looking at those keys? I'm like, I don't remember. So, yes. Talking definitely helped me. And I would suggest I definitely probably wouldn't do the talk to, you know, text anymore, talk to speak. Right. But I definitely would do like a Zoom call, like right now, record myself. Right. I would go back in here what you're right. saying and type it versus letting that thing type. And then you go back looking like, what the heck? What, what is this right. saying? You know? Yeah. No, type the text. I, I wouldn't recommend yeah. that either. Like you said, even using your voice recorder on your phone or like yes. you said, a Zoom or yes. um, something like that mm. where you just talking it out, just getting it out, just like you're been to a friend or something. Yes. And then you go back and transcribe it once you type it all out. Amen. I love it. I think too, what I noticed, like when a lot of people are writing those tough stories, those personal, you know, uh, memoirs and such things, autobiographies, I talk to so many people and I'm like, you know what? Y'all probably need therapy. I know, I know like, I, need, I probably need therapy because you're pulling back those old emotions. And those yeah. old memories, and you're digging in those unhealed places, right? You need to talk to somebody. So I might start adding that to my list. Hey, you might need to get a counselor or a therapist, some past to somebody, because when you start getting those moments back, you know, it can set you back. It can set you back for real. It can. For real. It can. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, amen. I just love it. I absolutely love it. Is there anything else you want to share with us? Because this has just been awesome. <laughs> yes, it has. It's been good talking to you. Yeah. Um, no, um, I just believe that um, reading and writing just, again, helps us with leadership development. And mm -hmm. that's just my thing. I know you said you wrote three books at one time. That sounds about like me reading <laughs> Any given time, I'm reading three or four books at one time, and people be like, "Isn't that too much information?" I'm like, "No." Yes, I no. think I have. I think I probably have about three good three books going right now. I have three books going right now. I do, I do. But I feel like too, though, they all kind of like they they all kind of like I'm reading one. But the one other book is helping me understand it. And then the other book is kind of bringing it all together. I know, sounds so crazy. 
And it is, right? So I'm not just reading like random books right now. But I can do that. I can. But they're <laughs> making sense to okay. equal one book. So you actually have a system going. So right, I have a system going. And I'm laser focused to finish yeah. these books because it's so important um, for a few things. And so I know um, one of my biggest things, because this is not my first time publishing things. I have published lots of things secretly. Um, that nobody knows. I have I started publishing in college, and okay. like I still have my stuff here, but yeah. I don't I don't share because that was something that I think I made a big step when I did publish. And my professor was the one who actually published some of my work for me, okay. and and so uh, I guess it was such a some touchy subject. I didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable enough sharing it with a lot of people. And okay. so um, now I look back and I laugh like God has been using me to share these same stories for years. And now I have to own it. Like you have to own it. You have to <laughs> face it, be healed, walk in wholeness, you know, right. and you can't, you know, you can't keep hiding behind like pen names and different things like that. So God is good. And I just know whoever else, you know, is watching this, like, you know, if God has put something on your heart, whatever your story is, God already knows. He already knows. And if you've been through it, somebody else needs it so that they won't go through it or they can get healed from how God has already healed you from it. So I didn't want to kind of throw that out and share because I noticed that that's one thing that I come in contact with a lot of women who are like sharing their stories. Like, this is my story. You know, but they're like, but well, I don't want anybody to know my name or, you know, <laughs> like, right. it's okay. It's okay to get it out like that. That's the first step, you know, um, right. but when God is pushing you to right. share it, you know, that's clearly going to be healing in this area. It's clearly, okay. this is where the ministry God is pointing you to because there's women who need you in this area. Right. And so, you know. For you, like everything that you're off- offering the author community and those that are just reading, you know, like you are helping those that are already established, you know, continue to walk in their purpose. Those that are just getting started to encourage them and equip them and empower them. And those that have not started, like you're offering them purpose. You know what I'm saying? And right. what you're doing. And I feel like that is so needed for so many of us. And even how you felt your first book of poetry <laughs> was a hot mess. I'm pretty sure somebody thought it was the bomb.com. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Look, at least my family did. They all bought a copy. Was like, oh, good. And oh, I don't know. I don't know if they even knew what to look for as far as design and everything. But what you're saying is is so so good and so right about when God is leading us. Sometimes we we think people are thinking something that they're really not thinking yeah. when we share our story. You know, we think people are always judging, but a lot of the experiences that we go through are not even for us. They no. are for someone else. And so by sharing our stories and by being obedient, to God leading us to share it. You know, there are some things that I think 
are reserved, yeah. you know, because some things are sensitive. Yeah. Um, some things can cause, if other people were involved, it could cause harm to them. So yeah. but that's where knowing the voice of God comes in it and being led by him. But a lot of things we go through, it's actually by sharing it, it becomes a balm or ointment to somebody else's wound. Yeah. So we hold back, we're not providing the healing for them that God is using us to be because we're vessels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are. And that's so true. Amen. Well, this has been so awesome. I want to keep you hearing me all day, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I got to kick dinner. Nevertheless, I love that. Amen. I just love mm -hmm. that. I feel like this has been very powerful and beneficial. And whoever watches them like i pray that they really hear everything that is being said that they can really be helped and grow you know and so without further ado if you don't mind just sharing how people can follow you because she has listen y'all she got some dope stuff she shares and posts her books are available like just follow her she's just so awesome so just share how people can follow you how they can keep in touch and even you know i'll add how they can purchase and, and um, books and stuff like that too okay um, Facebook, Pamela D. Smith, Instagram at Pamela D. Smith, Pamela D. Smith, the number one, and my website, www.pamelaDsmith.net. Awesome. Thank you, Jessica, for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for hanging out with me. And real quick, I'm sorry, can you tell? So are is your are your books only available on your website? No, they're available on um, Amazon, the ebooks, wherever um, ebooks are sold. So all over website, Amazon. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Thank you again. It's such a blessing. And guys, right? Thank you. If you guys are um, aspiring authors or authors yourself and would love to just come hang out here with Jazz, just feel free to inbox me at info at warriorwomenic.com. And also, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Facebook at Warrior Women IC. Um, and until then, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Bye. Oh.